Hello and welcome to the Money Queen podcast. I am Alex Nicolaitis, the Money Queen. I am here to unite the masculine and feminine energetics of money and invite you in joining me to break the stigma of we don't talk about money here. I will deliver the loving bitch slaps that you need in your business to elevate you as a leader and support you to that next level and welcoming in the wealthiest version of yourself. With over 13 years in the accounting and bookkeeping industry, I utilize the support of the masculine in systems, structure, support, and ATO compliance combined with the feminine of the energetics of mentoring, guiding, getting really curious. So hit that subscribe button, leave me a rating, and I cannot wait to have you by my side as we raise the feminine collective and create true generational wealth and change. Queen, hello. I feel like I need to literally reintroduce myself because the last, let's call it six weeks of my life, more so the first four weeks of that have actually been life changing. And I do not say that lightly. What's been happening in my world? Your gal has been in Europe for four weeks, for incredible freaking weeks. And I want to share with you today the level ups that I have had in those four weeks that have birthed this human that you are listening to in your earbuds right now. So if you have an extra 18 to potentially 20 to 25, oh, I don't even know how long this is going to go, minutes to listen to all of the juiciness that has happened in my world and how you can implement some of these in your everyday life, I would love it if you could join me. So let's start at the beginning. What are the trip details of this amazing experience that I have had? I spent uh, two weeks in Egypt. Incredible a week in Greece and then a week in Italy. I structured the trip to say um, the two weeks in Egypt, I went on a tour. The week in Greece was just by myself and the week in Italy was on another tour as well. Now, the significance of the places that I chose in this trip are quite important to me. Let me explain. So my dad, he was born in Egypt, more specifically in the city of Alexandria, hence my name, right? So when I booked Egypt, I was like, I don't care where we go on this trip, but it has to include Alexandria because that to me was felt like a coming home to him in, in being in the energy and the vibration and literally the city where he was born. I was like, I need that. Like, I want that. And if you know a little bit of my story, he has passed uh, back in 2008 when I was 18 and I was a daddy's girl. I am a daddy's girl. I will always be a daddy's girl. We love him and he's a significant plays a significant role in my life, even though he has passed. So uh, going to Egypt was a homage, I guess, to him in that stage of his life. He moved to uh, Australia when I think he was seven or eight years old. And then uh, Greece. I am Greek. If you don't know, my surname is Nicolaitis. <laughs> Very Greek there. And so again, another piece of coming home and seeing his heritage, where he came from, where his grandfather, uh, sorry, when my grandfather uh, was born and raised and all those sorts of things. And then Italy is where my yaya was born and raised and all that. So every place I went to was went with intentionality and it went, had a bit of a family tie to it because I'm going on this identity journey. And going to those three places really meant a lot to me to as I've said a couple of times, and I'm going to say it a few more times, come home to myself. I don't believe that we find new identities or create new identities. I truly believe that, you know, the purpose of life is to come home. What does that look like for you? For me, going to the places where he has 
been birthed and was raised as a child in that imprint phase in particular was really important to me because of the connection that I have with him or that I had with him when he was alive and even more so actually now that he has passed. So that is why I chose what I chose. And I actually, I tried to do this trip uh, about three years ago now and the good old C-bomb intertwined into that or um, cut that in half. And so I wasn't able to do Egypt and Italy on the original tour. Um, I had to come home a month early. So this was my take two. And I'm incredibly grateful that that actually happened. And something a saying that I live by is everything happens as and when it needs to for our highest good. Inc like so much resonates for the experience that I've now had as a part of that trip being delayed by three years or so. So the first thing that I want to go into today is the attitude towards travel that I went in with. And then I do go with on any of these larger trips that I book. So if you know me, your gal is a big planner, right? The typical accountant in me. And just, I like to know where life is going, where business is going and to see that and to connect with that and be like, okay, cool. I've got structure and systems in place. And now I can be in my feminine. Now I can be in my flow. So when I travel, I actually uh, do that on a bit more of a radical scale. So I book in my tours, I book in my trips of where I'm going, the headliners, if you will, and I do zero research, like literally none. So that once I'm actually in those locations, I'm in those experiences, I can be truly present and I can surprise myself. And I can have those wow moments because that is something that I, you know, is a, is a KPI for lack of a better word in my life to be like, how am I appreciating life? How am I loving life? If I have noticed myself having like wow moments where I, my breath is quite literally taken away from me and I just sit there in awe and go, wow, that is how I know that I'm living my most authentic life and how I'm living my best life. And as we know from previous episodes, the most authentic version of yourself is the wealthiest version of yourself because you cut away all the bullshit. You cut away all the unnecessary fluff and crap and you can just be in your most truest sense of authenticity. So I had so many of those wow moments on this trip and every time that I had one, I was like this. This is you. This is who you are choosing to be. This is a life that you have created. Like, fuck yes. Allowing myself to say yes to the structure and then let go of everything else allowed me to be present in the actual experience and allowed me to have more of those wow moments. And even though I planned this entire trip, I was still able to surprise myself. I was still able to be like, oh my God, wow, I didn't even realize that this monument or this statue or, you know, experience was able to be had in these countries because I didn't do any research. I didn't create these you know, mountain high expectations of this trip, I allowed myself to be in my feminine and to receive the experience in the moment. Again, if you've been on my journey, you know that that is a huge part of my experience in the last couple of years since moving to Brisbane is how can I be more in receivership? How can I be more in my feminine? This is a beautiful example of that. And I want to share with you and encourage you to stop this audio right now and think to yourself, how can you allow yourself to utilize the masculine, the feminine, the planned structure systems processes, and then the ease, flow, and grace of the feminine and actually being allowing to receive in your everyday life? Because everywhere has the masculine and the feminine, but who, what are we choosing? How are we choosing to operate right now? How are we choosing to operate in our business or in our life or in our love relationships or in our friendships? Where is that balance? Is that in alignment with how you're choosing to operate in, how you're choosing to live? 
and you get to reassess and you get to say yes or you get to say no. Whatever is true for you. So in this trip, I had a decision to make when I booked it in because I've got clients and they have um, weekly deadlines, essentially. One of my uh, clients has a payroll every Tuesday. So I'm like, what do I do here? Do I try and find an employee or a contractor that can take on board that payroll before I, for the time that I'm away? Because when I left, it was definitely a four-week trip, but it may have been a six-week trip. There was something in the air. I was trying to catch up with a friend over in Europe. It didn't end up working out, but I was like, there's some uncertainty there, and I don't know what the best answer for this is. And beautifully, right, when I spoke to this client in particular, they were like, of course. Of course you can work and travel. You already live in Brisbane, which is outside of their head office. So what does it matter if you're going to be in Europe, right? We just get to reset expectations with uh, the process of the payroll so that you can continue to do it in the Europe time zone and everything can be business as usual. And I'm like, ah, oh, right. This is what it feels like to be in partnership with your clients and to, to experience that, to receive that, again, being my feminine, to receive that support from them at that next level, I was like, wow. Already having these wow moments before I even left for the trip to be like, I get to be supported at a deeper level from this client in particular and also from my business and appreciate the fact that this is the life that I have created for myself. It does not just happen, right? This client in particular that I'm speaking of has been in my world for, I'd say, the best part of eight, seven, eight years. And it's a testament to the relationship that we have, the value that we each have for each other. That when I say to them, hey, how do you feel about me traveling to Europe for a month and still doing your work consistently how I am now? They're like, of course. Of course we support you. So I ask you to, again, stop this recording. Where in your world, where in your business, do you actually have partnerships operating? Or is it more transactional that you're too fearful to ask them, hey, can I go overseas for a month? Hey, can I do this that's outside of the norm? Hey, what do you think about this you know, operational idea or operational change? How is your business actually supporting you and how are you supporting the business to get the outcome that you desire? And I think too, it also uh, strengthens my episode a few episodes ago about networking, right? Your, net, your network equals your net worth. So a big theme in that episode was relationship building. This yes to me, allowing me to do this did not happen overnight, as I said. It's built on years of trust, years of ups and downs, years of consistency and stability there. I've gone in and out of their business in the time, but that relationship has stayed consistent. And this is now the fruits of that, uh, of holding relationships in high regard in business, because in every step of my businesses to date, relationships always win. I don't care who you are. I don't care what experience you've had. If you have a, a genuine relationship with your clients, like actually fucking give a shit about them and them to you, that is what will last the test of time. That is what will last. So lessons that I learned working and traveling, right? You realize, as I said, what, what type of clients that you have, are you in partnership or is it transactional? You get to shift that. And 
<clears throat> it can be done with ease and flow if there is planning in place, if there is notice given, if there needs to be a slight change in the procedures to in order for uh, the outcome to happen in still the same time frame, which was what happened with me in this payroll in particular, that gets to shift, that gets to change. We get to be more strict with our, with our deadlines, with the cutoff times, so that I could then get online at a certain time and still have the outcome of have the payroll being done by the correct deadline. Uh, another thing, whilst I was overseas and doing the work and all the things in the tours in particular, it was interesting to observe the opinions of the people that I was traveling with. And they were lovely people, do not get me wrong, um, but a lot of them weren't in business. So it was, you know, side comments of, oh, you're working? Like when we were on a train, for instance, for like seven hours, I'm like, yeah, of course, I've got seven hours of downtime right now. Like, what am I going to do? I've got an option of sleeping or reading a book or doing some work. Like if I can do some work right now so that once we get to the destination, I can be present and offline to work. Yeah, of course. Right. Sometimes I chose sleep because I stayed up the night before working until, you know, 1am or whatever it was um, so that I could meet those deadlines. So I was like, okay, I'm going to stay up late to meet the deadlines, to meet the client expectations. And then I'm going to sleep on the train tomorrow. That is a choice that I made. Right? But other times I did work when we were in transit or I tried to work and sometimes it failed miserably. And I got to reset expectations with the client. Again, manage. I got to manage that relationship. And, you know, so it was, oh, don't you just want to be on holiday and, and be here and be here in its entirety? I'm like, Yes, yes and no. And really for me, in my particular case, no. Like I don't want to experience, I need to put my entire life on hold so I can be here for a month and get, be completely offline to be able to experience this. I don't want there to be a segregation between work and life. I want that to have a beautiful, um, if you, if you can see my video, I've got my hands sort of mushed together, but I want it to be beautifully integrated. There's no business then a huge line in the sand and then life. Like it just integrates beautifully together because that's my life by design. That's my business by design. So I get to be over here for four to six weeks and I get to continue to live life. I get to continue to operate in business. And that's beautiful for me. That's what I'm choosing. I'm only 34 years old and I'm able to do this. Other people on the tour were in their you know, 60 years plus and retired and only now choosing to enjoy their life, only now choosing to you know, explore the world. Some people were incredibly unwell and pushing themselves to continue to experience things. And again, that's their reality. That's perfect for them. But for me, seeing that as uh, someone else's choice and then reflecting on my own choices, I'm like, I don't want that for my life. That is not a reality that I want to experience. And yes, I get to have some, you know, some times where I'm up really early or I stay up really late to meet the expectations, to meet deadlines. But I also get to beautifully experience these cultures that are, you know, 14 hours away from Australia at the same time. So that's what I choose, to live life for now and not wait for retirement to actually enjoy that. Because a story of mine, a reality of mine is my parents did that. They worked and worked and worked because they were like, we will enjoy life once we retire. And my dad passed when he was, uh, 
shit, I think he was like mid-50s, 50, 56 maybe, I think. I don't even think he made it to 60. And it's like they didn't get that chance. They didn't get that opportunity to enjoy life when they retired because he passed away before that. So now me choosing my reality, I'm like, no, I want to do that early. I want to do that young. And how can I do that and not have, have to have this hard pause on what my day-to-day life looks like? How can I integrate that? And that's what I'm choosing. So <clears throat> what would I do differently next time? I, ironically enough, would do actually a little bit more planning because there are a few tasks that I wanted to complete, big ticket items, um, that were actually more efficient if I did at home with my computer set up, with two computers, all the things. And I ran out of time because, <laughs> side note, I thought I had an extra 12 hours up my sleeve. So my flight to um, head over to Europe was at, and I said, <laughs> told everyone in the lead up, it's 3.30 p.m. So even the travel agent, I was like, yep, it's in the afternoon, rah, rah, rah. I've still got the day. I'll, I'll do X, Y, and Z in the morning. Um, thankfully, I had a friend come over to my house and was my support person to help me pack the day prior. If she didn't do that, I wouldn't have packed at all until literally that morning. And I was going about my day um, and thankfully I was talking to my partner at night and it got to about like 11.30 at night and we were still talking and I got this notification on my phone to say the boarding gates had opened. And I was like, what? I'm like, hang on a minute. I just got this notification. I'm like, this is way too early. Like my flight's not till 3.30 this afternoon or tomorrow afternoon. And then I freaked out and I was like, shit. I've read the itinerary completely wrong, forgot that it was in 24-hour time, and my flight was actually 3.30 a.m., and the notification was because the boarding gates had actually opened for my flight. And so I just had like a 20-minute freak out with him, and I was like, crap, shit, I've actually got to go. I've got to finish packing because I've probably done like 90% of packing. And I was like, oh, my God, I just need to stop talking to you right now. I need to finish packing. I need to get my ass to the airport. Luckily, I only live like 20 minutes from the airport in Brisbane. And I was like, shit, how am I going to make this? I future-proofed the, the timing. And I was like, I'm going to only just make this. And lo and behold, I did. I got to the counter. I was literally the last person to check in. And I had half an hour to spare. And I was just like, oh, my God, what just happened? So, um, yes, I would plan a bit more in advance because I thought I'd actually 12 hours on my sleep to get a few critical items done before I left. So that bit me in the ass when I came home that I needed to hit the ground running in getting those tasks completed um, because I didn't get them done whilst I was uh, overseas as well. So um, be, have a bit more awareness of what I'm actually committing to and uh, compassion for myself to say, what balance of work and you know exploration do you want to have in this? And I think that uh, life is all about lessons. And that was the first time that I'd experienced that working in traveling mode. So I get to learn, I got to learn rather, what my balance was and, and what I liked and what I didn't like. And I'll adjust that for next time. If you are listening to this episode and are picking up what I'm putting down and are ready to unpack and elevate your money story, then pop over to my website and see the money coaching package that is calling your name. Find out for yourself why I have been called the money queen that everyone needs in their life. After working with me, my clients are reclaiming their power in their business. And this has seen them bring hundreds of thousands of dollars into their businesses after having me on board their team. 
Are you ready to expand? Then let's fucking go, queen. Book in a call with me on my website, which is alexunscripted.com to show the universe that you are here for everything that you fucking desire and you are taking action. What I loved about my trip in Greece in particular is the spontaneity of last minute bookings. So I, and the spontaneity of actually Greece as a whole. So I had booked my trip and uh, I don't speak to my brother very often, um, but then I, I chatted with him and he had just gotten married and they were booking their honeymoon or they booked their honeymoon. And he said something on a side note. And I was like, hang on a minute. Does that mean that we're going to be in Greece at the same time? I'm like, and ended up we were there for two days uh, at the same time. So I was like, oh, that is so cool. I love that. So I was able to spend two days in Athens with him. And then I went on to Santorini for five days. And literally when I got to Santorini, I spent a couple of hours booking tours, day tours for the following five days. And um, then I was like, okay, the masculine me is now done. Now I can be in my feminine. I can be in my flow. And what was really beautiful about that was I didn't know that I had a friend that was also in Santorini at the same time that I was. And so I got to uh, meet up with him and explore the island with him. And he's working, he's been working and traveling for, for months now. It's an old hat at it by now. But it was really great to live in that spontaneity of like, hey, I finished my work for the day. What are you doing? And he's like, or him to me, hey, I finished my work for the day. What, you know, tour have you got planned for this afternoon or whatever? Can we catch up for dinner? It was just so beautiful to experience someone else living that lifestyle and being able to still connect and, you know, reaffirming to myself that I'm not the only person doing this. There are other people doing this. And how can I be in relationship to them? How can, what can I learn from them and how they're operating and how they've been able to do it for months on months on end and still be enjoying it? So the conversations that we got to have were beautiful. And he is such a spontaneous, oh my gosh, you know what I'm trying to say spontaneous person that a couple of times we had lunch and it was really hot. I was, it was in the middle, actually, G Egypt was a heat wave and it was really hot there. And we had lunch a few times like by the water and then it, we were just like, it's actually really freaking hot. And then it's like, let's just go for a walk and, and cool down. And we came across these like hot springs or the beach or whatever. And, and I was like, I don't have swimmers on me. And he's like, girlfriend, you're in Europe. Like you don't need swimmers. And I'm like, but I'm just wearing a G string like under my clothes. I'm wearing a G string and a bra. And he's like, that is plenty enough coverage. You are in Europe. And I was like, yeah, actually I am. Like, and so literally just stripped down to my G string and my bra and jumped in the ocean with him or into the hot springs. And I was like, this is fun. Like, I love that this gets to be my experience. And you know, side note to this, I do have a partner at home and even just like telling him about that experience and having, you know, because the trust within us is so high, he's just like, oh, cool. That sounds like fun. Like, obviously I wish I was there with you, but like, I love that you get to experience that as well. So experiencing the spontaneity of the friend that I had over there overseas and also knowing that I had the support of my partner at home and there was no ickiness around that. I was like, fuck yes. Like this gets to be my reality. And so, you know, huge level ups in that experience of being able to be with another man in the moment and knowing that I've got that support of my actual partner at home going, awesome, live your best life, girlfriend. Like, we love this. And, you know, another experience that I wanted to share with you is one of the days I, whilst I was in Santorini, I booked a day tour, a 10 hour day tour to cover most of the island. And <clears throat> I got halfway through and we got to this wine tour place, uh, a vineyard, 
And I just wasn't feeling it. I so wasn't feeling it. It was one of those like massive big buses. And if you've been to Santorini, you know that the roads are not built for these massive big buses. Uh, Minivans is definitely more its style. And I was in one of these humongous things. And I was just like, I kind of feel gross. Like I feel really commercial in this. And I don't love that. Again, lesson. Um, And yeah, so we got to the vineyard and I just checked in with myself and I'm like, what's happening here? You are a natural you know, networker, you love talking to people and you're not, you're not talking to anyone right now. There's no one here that's, you know, sparking joy or you're wanting to engage with. You're just sitting here in a bit of a bubble right now and a bit of a sad sack, to be honest. What is your choice? And the vineyard that we were at actually was, you know, a five minute walking distance from where I was staying. So I just decided, I was like, this tour, it's actually a no from me. So I literally got up and went over to the tour person and said like, can I leave? I said, I'm actually not having a really good time right now. And I'd like to leave. I'm just staying, you know, five minute walk up from, from where we are right now. And she was like, incredibly surprised. And she's like, Oh, Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. And like, uh, let me leave. And so I walked back to where I was staying and I was like that, that feels so much better. And I actually ended up working for a, a couple of hours once I got back to where I was staying and that felt more aligned. Because I had a few tasks that were hanging over my head. And I'm like, I actually really just want to get those done. And being on this huge monstrosity of a bus going around an island was, that was not built for it actually wasn't in alignment with me. So what I chose instead, I was like, this feels better. And then by the time I finished my work, I met up with my friend. And then we did something amazing that night. I think we went to, I don't know, somewhere with a beautiful outlook for dinner. And I was like, this is so much more in alignment with the life that I want to choose, with the experiences that, that I want to have than being stuck on a freaking 10-hour tour with people that I don't like, the people that I'm not engaging with. And actually, it's a no from me. And the more and more that I felt that no brewing inside of me but chose to stay there, I was like, oh, this feels really uncomfortable. And then when I actually listened to that new version of myself and listened to that no and actually voiced that no, I was like, just had this wave of like, ease come over my body and just shoulders relaxing. And I was just like, oh, thank God. Thank God I'm out of that, right? Thank God I'm I'm out of that people pleaser. And I thank God that I'm out of that, you know, cage that I felt in, in overpowering this island. And yeah, it just ugh, felt, really, felt really icky for me to be in this monstrosity of a bus. And, and with people that I wasn't, energetically attached to or, or pulled to have a conversation or to create any connection there. So I left. Um, a long distance relationship is the next pointer I've got here. And I'm sure this is a juicy one for all of you listening. Uh, if you've been on my dating journey for the last couple of years. Um, so, uh, you know, a point that I just raised is, you know, having that deep level of trust and support from home and still being able to, you know, be with my male friend that was in Santorini and knowing that I wasn't doing anything wrong and I had his support and it was still a beautiful connection that we were, uh, a beautiful experience that we were able to share together, but remotely. And it was just amazing, amazing knowing that that is a type of partner that has been attracted to me because of the choices that I have made in my dating um, life and dating choices and the standards that I have for myself about what partner I was a yes to and eventually, obviously, then attracted into my world. Um, so, you know, 
as a result of me traveling around and sharing moments with him via, you know, FaceTime or photos or, you know, just um, voice calls and text messages and those sorts of things, we actually became stronger, right? We, I'm an expert at phone sex now. <laughs> you, oh my gosh, right? You got to do what you got to do, my friend. You got to do what you got to do. And, but it, it was actually, you know, what may be perceived as, oh my God, it's going to be four to six weeks of, you know, not seeing you or low communication or what have you. It was actually a really beautiful way to connect in a different way and go, because when we're in Australia, we are still long distance, not as much as Europe, but you know, that's still our reality. And how can we lean into that as opposed to lean away from that? Um, so we became stronger as a part of that. And, you know, the abundance mindset that he has filtered through to me as it does uh, with, with, you know, the traits and the qualities of your partner when you're in a love relationship. So, you know, when I shared with him about leaving that 10 hour day tour, for instance, he's like, good work. Like, I love that. I love that you noticed what you were experiencing and didn't allow like any money stories to keep you there, you were like, cool, yes, I have invested money in this, but it's actually a no. So you get to leave and you get to experience something else, right? And even when I, in later on the trip, went to Rome, for instance, I tried and tried and tried to book a tour for the last day that I was in Rome, thinking that I needed to do everything. I needed to see everything. And through having a conversation with him, he's like, why? Why are you trying to do everything? It's, it's, you're acting as if this is the only time that you will ever be to Italy and the only time you'll ever be to Rome. It's not. He's like, I've not been there. So if it's somewhere that you want to go back to, we can go back there together. We can join forces and in the future, we can travel there together. So, you know, he's like, I invite you to shift your perspective right now and only seek out what you're actually desiring in this moment for this trip, for the person that you are right now. And I'm like, thank you. That's why you're my partner. Because you get to remind me that we, in the paradigm that we live in, it is full of abundance and love. And abundance in that situation looks like not needing to do everything possible because this is the only time that I will ever be in Italy. So I have to do everything. Actually, no, I get to relax in this experience. I get to enjoy this experience and I get to be really present in this experience and choose only what is a full yes for me right now. And there's some activities that I, once I had that realization, that connection, I chose no to because I'm like, actually, I want to experience that with him. So I didn't and I did something else. And um, yeah, so that's, that's some long distance relationship things that I learned along the trip. Um, oh, and another level up that I had um, prior to me leaving was I invested in the Qantas Club experience. It was about $600 to, um, to sign up to it, to be a part of it, to be a member, whatever you call it. But oh my God, I reckon it's already paid for itself. I'm going to do the numbers later on because, you know, I love my numbers. But Oh, the experience of, I used one of the lounges the first time when I was coming home in Singapore. I had like a better, uh, I think about a five hour layover and just being in that lounge and I, I didn't pack a change of clothes in my carry on, 
But even just the experience of going in there, I had some work to do. So I went in there, did the work and um, there were showers available. Um, so like my partner was just like, go and have a shower. Even though you don't have new clothes to or clean clothes to change into, he's like, just have a shower and just reset. So I did exactly that. I did the work that I needed to do, went and had a shower, reset. And then I went and sat in a different place and I had a few champagnes and I just sat with who I was choosing to be as part of coming home. What is the woman that I'm saying yes to? What does she look like? What does she say yes to? More importantly, what does she say no to? What has shifted in these previous four weeks of being in Europe? And what does life get to look like moving forward? So experiencing all of that shift in that lounge and just being you know, literally the, the environment of the lounge and there was quite a few business people around. I'm like, this, this is a testament to, you know, um, your net worth being your network, right? Being in that lounge is a, a place of networking. Right then in that moment, I wasn't open to networking per se, but I can definitely see in future travels and we've got quite a lot in the next six months planned already. Like it's, it's going to be opportunities where I can meet new interesting people in that lounge that I would not have had that opportunity to if we were just out in the normal airport, right? People that are there have said yes to an investment. They've said yes to a level up. They've said yes to an upgrade. And they're the type of people that I desire in my world. So I get to, you know, be in the same arena as them because I've chosen that, right? You don't just, uh, yeah, you don't just get anywhere just like by pure luck. I don't believe in luck. I believe in intentionality and choice, right? The power of choice. We create our own reality based off the choices that we make every single day. Um, and another thing that I noticed actually when I was in the, the club lounge was because that was my first experience. I, and you literally walk in, if you've not been to one, you walk in and there's food, there's drinks, there's coffee, there's tea, there's juices, there's soft drinks, there's meals available to you, there's sweets, there's desserts, an open bar, like literally whatever you want is for free. And I walked in and I was just overwhelmed and I was like, wow. <laughs> and I got four plates of whatever I chose and sat down and, and a drink, I think, and sat down. And I looked at my table. And then I looked around at the people around me and they only had one plate, or the people around me only had one plate on the table. And I was like, hang on a minute, Alex, you're in a new environment right now. And what have you chosen? There's, you've been placed in a situation where there is an unlimited abundance around you because there's just so much of everything and it's pretty much on tap. And you've hoarded four plates of food like it's going to run out, like you're in scarcity right now and you need to hoard so that you get what you want. And I was like, ooh, that's an interesting because scarcity patterns is for my mother's money stories, right? And so when I noticed that, I was like, that is so interesting. When placed in a new environment, I went to you know, a default of my mother's story. So in that moment, I got to appreciate it. I got to realize it. I got to make voice to it. And I got to choose a different story. So when I went and had that shower and then changed seats, I was like, this story stops here. I no longer hoard when I go into business lounges. So that story essentially was, was like showered off my body when I had that shower. And I literally walked out of that shower as a different version of myself. 
So we constantly get to evolve and up level, even in moments during the day. So even though this podcast episode is about my Europe, four weeks in Europe, it can easily be about my everyday life because we constantly get to choose what is our reality, what are our choices, what are our up levels, or where we're choosing to stay stagnant. I could have easily have been like, yeah, I got four plates because I want four plates and that's just it and not allowed myself to dig deeper into that and realize that that's a money story from my mother that I've still got as my default in the back of my mind, right? That's still in my unconscious brain. My conscious mind is love and abundance. So there's some work that I get to do in that because it showed up for me in this new level that I'm choosing. Right, and the last thing that I want to share with you because I'm conscious of time, um, I could have made this part too, is when I got home, I was incredibly mindful of the language that I was using. I'm like, I'm not going back to Brisbane. I'm going home because Brisbane is home for me. I'm not going back anywhere. I'm going home. And, you know, I noticed even whilst I was traveling, the connections that I had with, um, like, being responsive on social media, for instance, I was like, you know, friends would send me reels or messages or whatever. And I'm like, I acknowledge it, but I'm like, I'm actually not in the space right now to reply. Or if there's too much, I'm like, actually that's, that's overwhelm. And I'm not, again, not in the energy for that right now. So like, I don't need to reply. I don't need to respond. I get to do that when it's a yes for me. And just practicing that and, and allowing that to be okay. And to allow the good girl inside of me to say like, shut the hell up. Like, this is a new version of myself that I'm choosing and I'm choosing to respond as opposed to react. I'm like, that feels really good for me. So when I, you know, was coming home and writing out that list of the woman that I am choosing to be when I'm at home, I'm like, she responds as opposed to reacts to pulls of her attention to, you know, distractions. She responds as opposed to reacts. So, you know, and another element that I'm now implementing and have implemented in the two weeks that I've been home is four hours of do not disturb daily because I can get all of my work done in six hours a day for probably even three days a week and I'm good. But prior to leaving, I was doing, I was still doing work on a weekend because I would be stuffing around during the day. And I'm like, actually, now that I have a partner, um, now with this level version of myself, I'm like, I don't want to stuff around during the day anymore. I want my nights to be available so I can speak to my partner. I want my weekends available so that I can spend time with my friends when I'm in Brisbane, or I can travel and be with my partner when it's, you know, the weekends that we have travel planned together. So I'm like, actually, I get to set a new standard for myself. And having those two, two hour blocks of do not disturb allows me to get everything that I need done in a really efficient way so that I, again, can create my own reality of working less and earning more, which is the ethos that I ad adopted when I moved to Brisbane and started this new business. And I've, to be completely honest, I've gone off track from, from that a little bit because I've just, I've had the space. I've had the um, ability to just do that because I didn't have anything else that was pulling me or driving me to be more efficient, right? And now, and now I do. And I get to choose differently. So, um, yeah, oof, this last one. I, now that I'm home, I have connected deeper with my yes and more importantly, with my no. 
there's a few scenarios that have happened in my world since I've come home. And I, you know, I gave myself the space and the grace to go. I appreciate that things have happened in the past and I've just gone along with it. But right now in this moment, appreciating that I'm a different person now because of the last four to six weeks. And if it's now a no, I get to communicate that. I get to honor that and I get to make a different decision. And it may hurt people. That's not my intention. But if I were to continue to say yes, and it's actually a no from me and push my desires down, push my truth down, that's only going to hurt me and the other people involved a lot more because I've done that before. I literally created a cyst in my jaw that ate half of my freaking jaw off because I didn't speak my truth. It was, it grew over a three-year period where I shut my yes down. I shut my no down and I was just a people pleaser. And I, don't, I choose, I, I will not let that be my reality anymore. My truth gets to be my truth and it gets to be voiced and supported by the people that are around me and that love me and that I love them. Everything is here for our highest good. And that includes challenging conversations and moving through obstacles that we thought that may not happen for quite a while. And if they've come forward to the now, it's because we're able to and ready to deal with them in the now. And that's exactly what happens, right? So a deeper connection with my yes, and more importantly, a deeper connection with my no. I trust you have gotten some gems out of this episode. Uh, and I tell you what, honestly, like new, new version right here. Hi, hello. Glad that you came on board for this ride. Uh, and if you're still listening to this, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, promise that my next solo episode will not be this long, <laughs> but I think that it warranted, uh, the, the evolution that I've had in this you know, stage of my life, this experience warranted a meh, 40 minute episode. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Queen, for saying yes to your yes in listening to this episode and being a part of raising the feminine collective one conversation at a time. Remember to share this episode with your business besties and join me in breaking the tabooness around having money conversations. As always, if you have enjoyed this episode, please rate, subscribe, and share this on your social media, remembering to tag me in it to help this conversation go further, which creates a bigger ripple effect.